Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday. And yes, a lot of you guessed on social media when I teased it. Turbo, Robert Turbin, almost 10 years in the NFL as a running back, might have a top five nickname and a top five physique in NFL history, and he's got a Super Bowl ring. We'll get to Turbo momentarily. I was pleasantly encouraged by how many of you knew about Turbo. You were excited about him coming on. He's the man. All of you are the men and women who go ahead and win any of our contests. We'll get to that a little bit later in the show. We'll get the spread the word winner, the sponsor confirmation email winner, the YouTube shout out winner. We're going to get to all of those because I like to make sure you guys are waiting around to see if you're the winner or not. I also like to give a shout out to DraftKings, whether it's the fantasy stuff or DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank goodness for those guys. Thank goodness for Robert Turbin. It's big show time. The Big Show. All right, so two stories I got to tell about Robert before I even start asking questions. Uh, Robert, by the way, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, so here's the two stories about Robert. Everybody needs to know. Number one, I started calling NFL games. So I retired in 2007. That was my last season. And I think I started doing some NFL games on the radio for Sports USA, like 2009, 2010. By the way, that is who Brian, producer Brian, works for. I can't remember where I was or what game I was doing. But I was doing a game and Robert was in it. So I can't remember if you were with the Seahawks or that one year with the Browns or the Colts. I think it was the Colts, but it might have been the Seahawks. And I was like, holy crap. (laughs) That dude is put together. I mean, Robert, your arm, like everything about you. You know what? I think it might have been like pre-game warm-ups before you even had your jersey on, like pre-pre-warm-ups. And I said to somebody, one of your coaches, I was like, who is because in the NFL, you don't recognize many faces, especially they don't right. have their jersey on. Right. I was like, 
who is that guy? And they were like, oh, that's Turbo, man. And I'm like, Turbo? I didn't even know your nickname at that point. I'm like, who's Turbo? Like, Robert Turbin, a running back we drafted or whatever. So it must have been Seattle. Yeah. Dude, have you always been built like that? You know who else that reminded me of? When I was in, when he was in high school, I did the U.S. Army All-American game. And Nick Chubb looked like an NFL running back. I mean, he was a senior (laughs) in high school. I looked at him, I was like, you've got to be kidding me with this guy. Like his lower body, I mean, he just looked like a brick, you know what house. So I guess my question is, how much of that is natural and how much of that is the work that you put in? Well, it's definitely a combination of both. It's definitely a combination of both. I remember as a young kid, you know, I had uncles, pretty swole, you know. My dad was a professional roller derby skater back in his day. He turned pro when he was only 17. And so he used to tell me about his days of being in great shape. But I was addicted to the weights, man. I, I, I you know, I, listen, I grew up a, um, I grew up a, an incredible Hulk fan. And so I was like, listen, one day I'm going to look like that guy. When I, was a, when I was a young kid, I was like, man, I want to look like that. So I'd be doing push-ups and stuff like that as a seven and eight year old. And then it just, it just kind of became a thing. And there it was, boom, got older and was in great shape. (laughs) Um, All right. So let's, I want to piggyback off of that. Do you think you have the best biceps in NFL history? Uh... They're up there, bro. I mean, they, they, it is, it is impressive. Do you think you have the best, bicep slash arms in nfl history i mean i you know it'd be tough to say obviously you want to think of yourself as as the top of anything competitive wise you know but i don't know if i'm the absolute best man there's you know there's there's been a lot of guys come across this league in, in phenomenal shape i was just trying to keep up with them give me a couple give me a couple guys that you that you think are up there with you oh man you know, one one guy that that jumps to mind was uh, Ricky Waters. I felt like early in his career, you know, that may not be a name a lot of people know. Great, great shape. To was pretty was always. I mean, let's he's doing sit ups and on NFL Network in front of the TV, showing off all the abs and everything right in front of the in on on a driveway. I'm like, man, I think I was in like. Junior high when he was doing that, you know, I'm like, it was inspirational, kind of, you know, I'm like, listen, I got to get like that, you know, when I get to the league. Uh, so, you know, a couple, couple names, couple names right there. So it's funny because I posted on Twitter last night at Ross Tucker NFL and retweeted it at Ross Tucker pod, a picture of you from the combine. And even at the combine, it was looking pretty swole and Somebody has you beat. Now, some people said Thomas Jones, which I think Thomas was jacked. Oh, yeah, there you go. Thomas Jones, definitely. Some people said Michael Pittman. Pittman had some arms on him. But he also wore those, like, armband things that made it more pronounced. Sure. But Pittman had some arms. I don't know if we can count this guy or not because he was clearly taking something. He was clearly taking a lot of things. But people (laughs) replied to my tweet, Robert, with pictures of Leron Landry's arms, yeah, Leron, yeah. Land, they were like twice as big as yours. Yeah, I thought I thought about Leron. 
I thought about Leron. I was going to say Leron, but then I'm like, I wouldn't even want my arms to look like that. <laughs> I got to be able to, like, shoot a basketball at least. I got to be able to swing a baseball bat. I still have to have versatility in my life, Ross. Okay? <laughs> it can't be all about carrying a football and looking like that. That's too big. That's too big right there. So that is amazing. Do you think having a big, big arms, big bicep, does it help or hurt as a running back? Maybe it's a dumb question, but like, does it help or hurt you to not fumble? Uh, you know, I, I, I used to always say it's a gift and a curse, you know? Um, but I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't either way. It doesn't matter. You know, guys who have smaller arms are able to carry the ball real well, bigger arms, same thing. It's all about technique and form, you know, those, uh, five points of pressure, you know, and being disciplined with carrying the football. So doesn't matter. So, uh, some other questions just about you and your career. Um, what was, what was your favorite team that you played for? Yeah. Seattle was my favorite team that I, that I played for a phenomenal organization. Not to say that the other teams that I played for weren't great. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit biased because we were able to win a Super Bowl. We had a lot of success as a team. I was young in my career as well. So, you know, I, maybe I didn't understand how the, you know, the difficult neat, the difficultness, I guess, of winning football games in the NFL and getting to those big games, the playoffs and being able to be in the Super Bowl twice. Um, but just the way that they, aside from the success, the football stuff, great teammates, just the way that they functioned as an organization, the respect level of everybody in the facility from upstairs to downstairs to the grounds crew, equipment managers, all of it, every, everything was done with so much love and respect. There was always this space for innovation to grow and get better. Um, and that's what I love most about playing for the Seahawks. Wow, that's awesome. That, and you played there twice, right? Yeah, I was there. I was drafted there in the uh, in the fourth round, which I was really upset about. Not the fact that I wasn't going to Seattle, but the fact that it took all the way to the fourth round for somebody to be like, oh, we want Turbin. But, I, we, 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 you know, I digress. But um, I was there from 12 to 15. And, uh, you know, I got a high ankle sprain in the preseason against the Chargers. And I wasn't going to be ready for the season at the start. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a numbers game sometimes, you know, uh, which is something that I had to learn, something that I learned from Frank Gore later on in my career. But, uh, you know, it's a numbers game sometimes. So they released me and I ended up, you know, going to do some other things. But I did come back in 2019 uh, to help with their playoff run that season. That's kind of cool. That's kind of cool that they remembered you. They liked you. They brought you back. Um, I like that. It's quite a it's, bit. That, it's relationship. Cool relationship is everything, man. It, it, it's kind of a cool story behind behind it all. You know, I, I could tell it to you if you if yeah, you want to hear it. it. When I left Seattle in 2015, obviously as a young football player, you you know, everything is every I wouldn't say everything is personal, but you 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 know, you take most things personal when you if you're traded, if you're cut, it's like, you know, it, it, it's personal. You know, it's just like, man, you, these guys don't want me. So, you know, forget you guys then, you know, you and, and you get this kind of. So for a long time, I just had this this negative outlook on the Seahawks after I left just because it was like, man, you know, I thought, I re, you know, I thought it was our relationship was better than this. 
I understand I have a high ankle sprain, uh, but I'm going to be back in seven weeks. Like, but it's a numbers game, you know? And so, you know, I go to Cleveland, I go to Dallas, but then I go to the Colts and I meet Frank Gore. We're teammates. And Frank, man, teaches me about looking at things from both perspectives. And he, and he says, you know, you got to ask yourself, Turbo, if, if you're the general manager managing a roster of, you know, 95 players that come into camp and you got to go down to 53, you know, what, what choice would you make? What choice would you have made on yourself? You know? And I think in that moment, I still probably would have kept me, but I understand the, the, the fact that every roster spot is important. And so if they keep me on the roster, then they have 52 instead of 53 for seven weeks. That's a long time, you know, and, and, and those roster spots are very important to have, you know? And so a lot of times what I learned is it, it, it's not personal. You're just making the decision. So there was uh, that season, the Seahawks had three running backs go down. The first running back to go down was CJ Procise. Yeah. And so in that year I had been out, I had a dislocated shoulder in 2018. So in 2019 teams just weren't really interested in bringing me in. I had one workout with the Raiders in March and that was it. So, I called John Snyder, and this is what I'm talking about. Great organization. The fact that I can even pick up the phone and call the general manager of the Seahawks myself, and he'll pick up the phone, is big time. That, that tells you a lot about him and that organization. Hadn't talked to him in a while. And so I called him, but the premise of the conversation for me was to, was to really rebuild and reestablish the relationship with the organization because when I left I was really upset as a young football player not really understanding the business so he answers the phone he says hey Turbin how you doing hey listen we still got uh Carson we still got you know uh Rashad Penny you know we're still pretty good at the running back spot depth wise we're not looking to bring anybody in right now and I said you know I said John I'm not even calling about you know the injury I'm not even calling about the running back spot. And I told him, I said, Hey, when I left back in 2015, and this is 2019 now. So we're talking about four years later. I said, I was a young football player in my early twenties, not really understanding the business. And so the reason why I'm calling is because I want to make sure I want to establish that our relationship is still solid. You know, that's really more important than anything. We want a Super Bowl together. You drafted me. I want our relationship to be good going forward, no matter what. And he was taken back by that. He said, man, I, I just wasn't expecting that. He said, look, if you want to be a part of this thing, I can make you a part of this thing. Why don't you come in for a workout? Let me see what you look like, and we'll go from there. So I go in for a workout. I work out. I do well. They don't sign me. But a week later, Chris Carson, Rashad Penny go down in the same game. Remember that? I think that yeah. was like week 15. And so I'm at the movies with my my daughter and son i think we're watching the avengers or something like that i get a call from russell he's like you need to call john snyder right now you know he's panicking and i'm like what's going on i don't even know what's going on you know so then i get a call from john he says hey we're gonna sign you tomorrow uh we're gonna fly you in tomorrow morning we're gonna sign you and it was because of that phone call not about football but about reestablishing the relationship between me and the organization that drafted me that I won a Super Bowl with 
that gave me the opportunity to come back and essentially finish my career as a Seahawk. That's incredible. And that's awesome, by the way, that you had a good enough relationship and you made a good enough impression on Russell Wilson that he wanted you to be the guy they signed and bring back. Yeah, absolutely. Russell and I, I don't talk about our friendship much, but we were paired together as rookies for the rookie symposium. Okay. Or the rookie premiere. Before we were in teammates, we were we we were roommates for one of the rookie events. Then you know, we became teammates. And, you know, once we became teammates, we roomed together for four years. Um, I was the best man in his wedding. And, um, you know, we've, you know, we've been close friends, you know, basically since we were newborns in the NFL. <laughs> he, um, he's really impressive. I mean, really impressive. The story I've told about him is, if you remember the year you were drafted, I was the moderator at the NFL's Rookie Symposium. So I was the one that was up there for all the panels and stuff. And I remember meeting him, and he came up to me after one of the sessions and said hi or something. I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. I knew who he was, right? The Wisconsin quarterback that transferred from NC State, whatever. Fast forward the next year or maybe two years after that, I'm calling a game in Seattle. You're probably still on the team. You're definitely still on the team. I'm on the field. I don't know if I'm doing TV for Fox or radio or whatever. I'm walking off the field, Robert, and somebody taps my shoulder. And I turn around. He's like, hey, Ross, what's up, man? I was like, hey, Russell, uh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Like, I was I was stunned. Like, you never yeah. have a starting quarterback go out of his way to come up to you and say hi during pregame warmups. Yeah. Like, is that just what he's like? That's who he is, man. He's a he's a genuine guy. Um, he'll remember things that you would never think he, you know, even thought about or thinks, you know, thinks about, especially when it becomes when it when it when it comes to people, you know. He wants to make people feel loved and special, especially when you're in his presence. Uh, and he does that. He does that effectively all the time. So, all right, let's get back to you. Um, I ask every guy this. I'm just curious. How are you feeling orthopedically? I mean, how many years did you end up playing? Eight, nine? Yeah, I played eight, eight seasons. You know, I feel good. I feel good. I feel, uh, you know, physically, I feel great. You know, I, you know, if I'm being honest, Ross, I, I'd love to still play, you know, I, I, you know, I feel yeah. like, and I'm not saying that just to be like, you know, just because I love the game, but in all sincereness, you know, I, I, I work very hard and uh, I've done a great job from a nutritional standpoint and, uh, and I feel great, you know, had a couple injuries that kind of, I felt like kind of cut my career a little shorter than it, than it would have been dislocated elbow in 17 and a shoulder in 18, very unfortunate which led to uh, teams not really being interested in me in 2019. Uh, but if you think about, you know, that aspect of it, I don't have the wear and tear from those two seasons, not a lot of wear and tear in 2019. And so, you know, even though I may be 32 now, um, I still feel like I'm 27 or 28, you know, as it pertains to the wear and tear on my body. So I feel good. That's what gets most guys, you know, like for me, 
my career was going great until I had the back surgery. And then I still stuck around a couple more years. But then I had the neck injury. Like that's that's what gets most guys is the 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 injuries, especially significant yeah. injuries. They so I want to make sure we get too. this in, Robert. Um tell me, tell me and all the listeners everything you're up to now. Cause I know you know, I met you at the broadcast boot camp, uh, was just so impressed with how professional you were, how prepared you were. Um, I could tell you'd already been prepping and doing stuff. You followed up afterwards. So the one thing, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction on the show. I don't know what industry, maybe it's broadcasting, maybe it's something else. I can almost guarantee that Robert Turbin is going to be very successful in whatever, all the things he does next in life, just because of your approach. So that's my bold, not a bold, that is my prediction on today's <laughs> show. Um, but so tell everybody all the things you're up to. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot. You know, my focus right now is building my broadcasting career. I'd love to be calling games on one of the big net, big networks on TV, man. You know, those NBCs of the world and, you know, CBS, et cetera. Uh, but right now, you know, I'm broadcasting all the Seahawks games for, you know, Cairo uh, Channel 7 and Seahawks uh, Radio Network. Um I'm uh, doing uh, I'm a TV analyst for CBS here in Northern California covering the 49ers and the Raiders. Uh I'm on Sirius XM, you know, uh on NFL Radio with those guys. Sometimes I'm I'm, I'm with Sally in the mornings and sometimes I'm with uh, Alex Marquez late at night. So having a lot of fun, you know, doing the radio and the TV thing. My podcast is relaunching in August or September just depending on uh timing wise what happens. Turbo Talk uh, it's actually going to be a live show, Ross. So I'm going to be like, uh, you know, you can call me the Black David Letterman. <laughs> but we're excited as we're putting those things all together. We're going to be launching that this August, and I'll be doing some stuff here in my office as well from a podcasting standpoint, man. And so, but uh, but that's where my focus is, man, is, is, is building my broadcasting career. I do some stuff on the side with like microsoft and the business development department but we won't get into that kind of stuff or whatever but uh yeah man i i, I live a very versatile life uh, i have a very versatile personality and i want to be able to have a very versatile career and that's what i'm working towards well you're well on your way buddy make sure you check him out on social media at robert j turban turbo absolute stud so glad you reached out after the boot camp. So glad I was able to get you on the show. I got to get your running back rankings. Like, I, I'm a big fan of asking a guy that played a position for their breakdown of the position now because I don't want Ross Tucker's, you know, wide receiver rankings. Who cares about my <laughs> wide receiver rankings? Like, I don't care about Robert Turbin's D-line rankings. I need right. your running back rankings. I got to get you on again soon to talk running backs. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. All right, let's do it. Talk to you soon. You know what else I really appreciate, by the way? And you guys know this, UFOs. By the way, I went to a store the other day. I went to, I think it's called REI. They had all kinds of UFOs there. No, no kidding. Why not? UFOs makes active recovery footwear, shoes, slides, boots, and clogs. So I have flip-flops. I have sneakers. And I have slides and I am obsessed and I'm loving getting more and more emails from you guys recently about you being like, all right, Ross, finally, you kept talking about it. You kept talking about it. So I tried it. 
It's like a hundred percent satisfaction rate so far. It's amazing. There's no code or anything. You know, I, I'm just telling you, you need to get UFOs so good on your joints. It's for active recovery. I just think it's what you should wear all the time just to save your joints. Why not? Why not make something that feels like you're floating on a cloud of pillows? UFOs footwear is active recovery wherever you're going. Tux takes. All right. Good morning. Let's start today with Steelers safety, Minka Fitzpatrick. It's a four-year extension, $18.4 million per year, $36 million guaranteed at signing. Good for him. Uh, outstanding young player. That's what the Steelers like to do. If they think they have a difference-making player, they're going to pay him, and they're going to keep that guy around, which is awesome. That trade really worked out for the Steelers. People thought, oh, man, they're going to have a top-10 pick. Roethlisberger's hurt. It's a terrible trade. I'd say it probably worked out for them. The Dolphins ended up drafting Austin Jackson with that first-round pick, who has been a disappointment for them. So awesome for Minka. That was one of the one of the moves that the Dolphins made when they were clearly not really trying to win that year. But then they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, which made no sense whatsoever. Tux takes. The NFL has a new official pizza pizza sponsor. Oh, Bry, I see what you did there. It's Little Caesars. So here's my thing about Little Caesars. Have you have you eaten at a Little Caesars in a while, Bry? Or are there Little Caesars near where you live in Baton Rouge? I believe there are, but I have not eaten. I haven't eaten Little Caesars probably 20, 25 years. I have not eaten Little Caesars in over 20 years. And frankly, I don't feel like I see Little Caesars. Like, I see a lot of local pizza places. I see a lot of Pizza Huts. I see a lot of Domino's, Papa John's, a little bit less. I don't see very many Little Caesars. But I remember they had one near the, uh, not too far from the high school when I was in high school. And for whatever reason, Bri, they stayed open till like 11 or maybe even midnight. So after high school football games or like a scrimmage, we would drive the Little Caesars because the only place on a Friday night that was open like past 10 after we showered and stuff, it was open to like 11. We would like race there and I would get like, I don't know, it was almost like a hot pocket. I don't know, like a calzone. It was so good. So anyway, that's my Little Caesars story. Tux takes. D lineman Derek Wolf reaches an injury settlement with the Baltimore Ravens. Well, Derek tweeted that he's just hoping to live a normal life. This is his second hip surgery this offseason. It's not a good deal. You know, you get a second surgery, it's usually because something didn't go the way they wanted it to with the first surgery. And I tweeted this at Ross Tucker NFL. This is why guys, a lot of times, it's not as easy as, oh, I'm just going to do one more year. I'm just going to play one more year, man. It, it's really not that easy because one more game, let alone one more year, could be life-altering. So I always think about that for these guys later on in their career. It's like, okay, how much is the money that I'm going to get from this year going to make a difference in my life moving forward? And how much would a serious injury or more wear and tear make a difference in my life moving forward? 
Tux Takes. Few unexcused minicamp absences include Chicago Bears Robert Quinn and Cardinals Rodney Hudson. Usually it means the guys want more money. So I'm assuming that's what the deal is with both of them, Quinn and Hudson. Usually it makes it means they want more money. But I don't know. I haven't heard anything from them. But both of their coaches made it pretty clear that they were unexcused absences. Tux takes. Sauce Gardner really wanted that number one Jets jersey, so he had to pay $50,000 to DJ Reed. So I saw a story this week where Gerald McCoy paid $250,000 to have the number 93 in Carolina. That is bananas to me. Like that is that is so much money. Now, for Sauce Gardner, I feel like, Bri, this might be my doing. Because he picked some other number. And I tweeted out, how does he not know his first name Sauce, or his nickname Sauce, his first name's Ahmad. He needs to be number jersey number one. A1 Sauce. Like, he'll make that 50 grand back in endorsements from A1 Steak Sauce. Which is delicious, by the way. That's exactly what he should do. So he's going to get a good return on that investment, just like you get a good return on your investment when you get clothes from Express. I did a speaking engagement today. It was so nice to do a speaking engagement with a suit on from Express that had lightweight linen, breathable cotton fabrics. You can mix and match for endless outfits. I'm more of a monochrome look guy, but hey, to each his own. The key, though, is to have a lighter suit that you can wear in the summer. Weddings and stuff. Find something for every destination at Express, online or in-store. Tux Takes. Uh, Amazon Thursday Night Football crew is expanding its roster. They have... uh... Announced Richard Richard Sherman is joining the team. Not a surprise. I think they're going to get Fitzpatrick, too. There's rumors to that. He didn't say anything about it to me, but there's rumors to that. I think it makes sense for Amazon to try to get people fresh out of the league that haven't done anything anywhere else yet. Amazon's trying to get attention. Amazon's trying to get people to watch them to stream the Thursday night games. So there will be some people that are curious to see what Fitz is like on TV. There will be some people that are curious to see what Richard Sherman's like on TV. So I think for them, the strategy actually makes a lot of sense. Tux takes. And finally, Washington owner Daniel Snyder will not testify in front of Congress, but Roger Goodell will. How do you have the option? Like, how is that a thing that you can say, nah, I saw he was going to be out of the country. That's like the movie Can't Buy Me Love when she kept telling Ronald that she was either in the shower or out of the country. Like, how can you just say, oh, I'm going to be out of the country? Like, that that's bizarre to me. Like, oh, really? Okay, then we'll do it the week after. Like, what? what? You can just decline? Who accepts then? But I guess Goodell accepted. You know what I've accepted? Not every one of you are going to try to be a winner. And that's okay. Maybe you don't care. Maybe you don't want to sign picture or sign press pass. Maybe you don't want to ask a question. Totally get that. But I like to reward people like Deb C. 
Deb C replied to a tweet. Deb C, it's that simple. You're a winner. Hit me up, Ross at RossTucker.com with an email. Same with Ryan Curella. Ryan Curella sent me his order from Ufos. You will not be disappointed, Ryan. Ufos is amazing. Good for you. Let me know what you want. I still got a bunch of cool press passes. And then the YouTube shout out was Paul H. Paul H., thank you for the YouTube comment. Thank you for subscribing. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Thank you to Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com, Go-Bangles.com, and Evergreen Economics. Awesome fantasy feast with Josh Norris today. Make sure you check that out. Former scout with the Rams organization. He's a stud. That'll give you some extra content Friday or Saturday. We'll be back bright and early Monday morning. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.